Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. This is presented by the Arizona Lottery. All right. Uh, don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers with Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. Hello, Shear. How are you doing? Splendid, Michael. All right. Where are you coming from? Fill the folks in on where the good Jason Shear is. Uh, a Marriott in San Antonio. All right. Have you been out of the Riverwalk? I have not. I just got here last night and uh, it's colder than I thought it would be. Well, sure. Either way, look fantastic. All right. So we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk. Obviously, we're going to talk some uh, Arizona basketball, some Arizona football, some JDL, all of that. But first, Arizona against FAU. Um, Arizona lost to FAU in double overtime. I do not put much of a uh, worry. I do not worry much about this because, again, at the end of the day, FAU is very, very good. Um, they were a Final Four team that returned almost everybody, and Arizona lost in double overtime and didn't play particularly well. Yeah, this is one of those losses. It's not a huge concern. I mean, I, I thought Arizona played somewhat well. I thought FAU played really well. Uh, it still needed double overtime. Arizona's mistakes in that game are are fixable. FAU's really good. I mean, I, I know people refer to them as a mid-major and all that. They're one of the best teams in the country. They're experienced. They're old. They had a player go off and play arguably the best game of his career. Uh, you know, it, it just right. it was one of those games. And, you know, honestly, I, I came away, yeah, it's disappointing. But if Arizona played FAU 10 times, Arizona's probably winning seven of them. Yeah, my big problem, I, well, there's a couple problems that I have. Again, because, again, at the end of the day, I still think that Arizona's the best team in the country. If I had to pick any team, uh, if I had to pick any school, I would pick Arizona to win it all. Uh, a couple things, though. You can't give up that kind of lead. Arizona got out, and then it was almost like, eh, we're, we're, we're really good. We don't need to worry about this anymore. You can't let a team like FAU get back in the game like they did, and that was no good, Sheer. Yeah, I, in college basketball, it's really hard to hold a lead against a good team, especially right. an early one. Like, you know, even uh, I, I, I think Tommy even alluded to it, like we knew they would come back. Like, it's right. just it's, – it's really hard to do. In an ideal world, yeah, you don't give up the lead, but, you know, FAU's a really good team, and – um, the one thing that did bother me about giving up the lead is I felt that they gave it up because Arizona stopped doing the things that got them the lead in the first place, which is just right. attacking the basket and and kind of almost not having respect for FAU's defense, just doing what they do and executing at a high level. And that went away as the game went on. Yeah. All right. And there were a couple things that I didn't really get. I didn't really get the out of, I didn't really get the last second play calls either. Those ones still are kind of a little bit odd to me. Um, I believe that um, for good or for bad, whatever you want to say, and I believe that Kylan or Kylan Boswell, uh, Caleb Love should be the one that's taken the last second shots, but not necessarily the last second shot where you give him the ball with three seconds left, 35 feet from the basket. I thought those end of regulation plays, I thought that ball, instead of Kylan shooting that, I thought those ball, that ball needed to be in Caleb Love's hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. That was weird. Um, and then, and Tommy said, like, he basically said the plan was that, you know, if they were going to, they thought they were going to switch everything. And if they switched, the ball was going to wind up either with Caleb or Boswell and they could make something happen. But um, to me, I still want Caleb to be that guy. And if Caleb has to give up the ball because of pressure or anything like that, let him be the guy to give up the ball um, because you want him to be the one that gets that game winning shot. Yeah, and he's shown again. Let's listen. He did some bad things down the stretch. We all know that. Um, the but again, it's one of those things. The good far outweighs the bad. The uh, dunk where he's trying to be LeBron James. That was that was silly. You've just got to finish that. You've just got to get that bucket in there. Um, and then 
um, the kind of was trying to be Jordan, you know, the up and under. I didn't hate that one as much because I at least felt like that was a little bit of it more of a difficult shot. Things like that, though, that's that's going to be par for the course. But what I keep telling people and they're like, oh, well, why didn't you get on Caleb more? Here's the thing. Like Caleb loved me at this point has a lot of credits built up. Um, yes, he's going to have some maddening games, but he's also been the absolute dude with the game on the line. And he's done that quite a few times this year. So again, I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on some of those. Look, I mean, I I think because of the big shots, we're ignoring the fact that Caleb went eight of 25 from the field. Uh, that's, I mean, that's awful. It's just, it's really bad. Um, he had the bad play on the dunk. I think that's really the only one that bothers me. The up and under doesn't really bother me. The dunk bothers me because you go and, you know, you get a bucket or whatever, but it's hard to be too upset because he's still the only guy that wanted the ball at the end of the game and was willing to take the big shots and was willing to get fouled and make all those free throws and all that. So that was the full Caleb Love experience. That's what I call it. You're going to get the good and you're going to get the bad and you got to figure out which one is more you know, easier to live with. And in that case, you probably live with the bad because the good was the reason why Arizona was in overtime in the first place. But what's wild about him, though, again, is that he makes that huge long-range three-point shot from 98 feet away. And then on top of that, those free throws, he would have made 35 of those in a row if he needed to. I mean, it's like you said, it's the full experience, but the full experience is still an experience that we all should enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't have, I had more complaints about, Caleb or Kylan Boswell that I did Caleb in that game. All right, let's talk about Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell maybe might be using me as motivation because he's liking my tweets, uh, Kylan Boswell. Um, Never really seen that before, but whatever. Listen, Kylan Boswell is a good basketball player. Uh, There's there's no – he's better than Kirk Creesa. Glad to have him. But, again, there's there's – the whole thing, and then it's, I guess is for got upset. I don't see the NBA thing. Could be totally wrong on that. And again, in those last second, I thought it was almost like he hesitated not to give the ball to Kyla or to Caleb Love or something at the end. It was weird, those last two possessions. I didn't quite understand what he was doing there. Again, he's a good player, but he's got to step his game up. Um, he's just been kind of okay. Arizona needs a bigger Kylan Boswell. And like we talked about, when Jane Bradley's come in, that's a lot of times when they've gone on their runs, coincidence or not. It's it's a very interesting decision because Kyler Boswell is absolutely capable of getting his own shot. We think he's a good shooter based on what he did earlier in the season. He was shooting a high percentage against good teams. That ball hasn't gone in, but a lot of times the shot looks good. Like I thought there were multiple shots against FAU that at least looked good. They just didn't go in. Um, But at the same token, like Jaden Bradley runs the offense really well. He's very clearly a better defender. Uh, He's better in transition. And so it's, it's tough. You know, I, I, and I'm not giving up on Kylan Boswell. It is. No, no, not at all. Nobody is. Right. I don't want people to think that I'm saying bench Boswell and play him 10 minutes a game. No, I'm just saying that it wouldn't be a surprise if here in the next month, those minutes start to get closer and closer and closer. Right. Yes. TLN. And this is an interesting way of putting it. Um, The thing is love went eight to 25, but it didn't quite feel like it. I will say that I was surprised when I looked at the box score. It didn't feel like he was eight to 25, but it did feel like Boswell was four or 30. Yeah. It just, and I think part of that is because the big shots, like, look, if Caleb loves big shots, if that three doesn't go in, you're looking at the box score and all of a sudden he's six of 28 
and you're like, right. holy crap, this is the worst game I've ever seen. It just right. happens that he made the big shots, and you're like, okay, Arizona has a chance to win it because of Caleb Love. Right. Yeah, all right. Now, we need to talk a little bit about the bench mob here, but first, Arizona Lottery again. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today, my friends. Find a retailer like our good friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. Must be 21 years or older. Please enjoy to enjoy responsibly. Put down just $1 and you can 500000 back. That's how cool it is. And wink, 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 wink. A drink a with a wink of THC in it. That's very funny. Sheer gets it. I don't have to tell him this anymore. Right now, you can buy these inside the Cannabis Tempe Dispensary all Sunday goods locations and in Tucson at Green Med Dispensary. Now through New Year's, we're running a holiday deals to count down to 24 together at all dispensary locations. Check it out. All right, Jane Bradley. Sheer, you and I differ on Jane Bradley. You're still not sold on Jane Bradley. I am sold on Jane Bradley. He comes into the game. He changes things up immediately. He's a really good defender. And he's not nearly as hopeless offensively as Jason Shear tries to rally the troops to believe. No, he he's not good offensively, Mike. He's good in transition. He can he finish. Can't. He can get to the hoop. He averages like two and a half points a game here. Right? <laughs> like, he averages. Yeah, you you did the thing the, the thing the other day where I did it too, where I, it felt like he had fifteen points against Alabama, but he he shoots forty three percent and averages four point seven points a game. Yeah, but he's only playing nineteen minutes. Yeah, come on. He, he's if he was better offensively, he'd be the starting point guard. We agree. I, I'm. I ask the questions here. Not. I like his game a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like his game. Like I like the, what he does off the bench. I love his defense. I think in transition, he's very good. Um, I just wish he was a little more of a threat to shoot the basketball and, and offensively. So you don't like KJ Lewis either? No, I love KJ Lewis. KJ's a, KJ's a threat to score more than Jaden. What's KJ averaging this season? Uh, I just voted KJ my friend. He's not going to win, and I kind of probably shouldn't have done it, but I just voted for KJ for freshman of the week. KJ uh, shooting fifty-four percent from the field. What's KJ averaging? Seven points a game. All right, well there you go. I'm glad <laughs> we brought you along to KJ Lewis. My only concern with KJ Lewis is this: I don't want to play him too much. That's my only concern. I don't think he's an NBA guy yet, but again, you don't have to be an NBA guy to go to the NBA. Is he better than Dallin Terry? No, not at the same time. He's because they, they, Dallin, <laughs> Dallin was a less, much better passer. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and he had the build that that KJ doesn't have. But I noticed people are saying, you know, uh, start KJ and all that. I would I would not start KJ. I like what they bring off. I like yeah. what they bring off the bench. My only thing with Tom, the Tommy Gun is don't. Um, I, I I feel like there's this op, there's this time where it's like, well, we've had them in, now we got to get back to the starters. Yes. I don't necess- that to me is weird. I don't necessarily I don't agree with this. What happened against FAU in Alabama, where it's like Jaden was playing well, the team was playing well, and he's like, I got to put Kylan in. It's like, no, you don't. You really no, don't. Like, I don't. You deal with it after the game, but right now you don't need to put Kylan back in the game. But KJ has been ending games. He's been in the lineup. He fouled out against FAU. His fouls are kind of becoming an issue, which Tommy alluded to early in the season when he said we got to figure out a way to kind of we don't want to temper down his excitement, but at the same time, we don't we, we can't have him failing out. But yeah, I, I don't get that either. You're right. All right. Yeah. Wow. You agree with me? Gen- yeah. Generally, you're not usually you're right, but you're right. 
generally share you come in here and it's uh all right let's talk about umar ballo leader of men um listen umar had nine thousand rebounds so uh, anybody that's saying that he sucked but here's my my only issue with Umar Ballo, leader of men, is that he can't finish around the hoop. It's got to be a wide open dunk because if there's any length, if there is anybody that can alter the shot at all, it's not going in. It's probably going back the other way. And I and I I, I love Umar, but I think part of it is, and especially up close, there's a hesitation there mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to go to the line because right. he knows he's not a very good free throw shooter. So instead of going up and getting the contact, um, he kind of fades away. Or he doesn't put all his strength in the shot, and that's why he misses. And like, and I will say this too: he gets battered down there. I mean, he, he, he should be at the line twenty times a game. What FAU was doing to him in the post and all that, but there um, was cheating yeah, going on. A lot of cheating. It was disgusting. But I, I think FAU was the first game where you really saw, and it's like, dude, just just make a layup. Like, just go up, make the layup, or get fouled. And and he he just didn't do it. I got to give him credit, though. Got it uh, when they started fouling him intentionally. He said there will be none of this, and he made his free throws. Yeah, like there's and and I, I asked Tommy after the game. I was like, "Look, you guys didn't win, but you have Caleb Love making his free throws and hitting the big shots. You have Umar making his free throws when they're fouling on purpose." And he said, "Look, we didn't." I like the quote. He said, "We didn't win, but we have winners. Like right. we have guys on this roster who, when the going gets tough, they know how to win games." And I think that is. Still, you know, when you ask me the difference between last year's team and this year's team, that's what it is. I, I think that these guys, when things go poorly, will still find ways to win games. This was one of the first games, too, where I wondered, where's Keyshawn? I yeah, mean, this is, yeah, this is probably the first game, even when Arizona's lost, like against Purdue, Keyshawn was one of the two or three best players on, on the court. This was the first game where I was like, wait a second, where's Keyshawn at, Skier? Yeah, this was the first game where he was just bad. He just complete yeah. non-factor. John L. Davis locked him down. And what's interesting is I didn't read too much into it, but he locked him down last year too when they played on San Diego State. I thought there'd be more space and all that, but um, for some reason he struggles. And the thing that really got me with Johnson is he didn't rebound. Like he had like two rebounds. If you're not going to score, I can actually live with that scoring, but you better block some shots, get some steals, get some rebounds. He didn't do it. Right. He didn't do it. And again, that's something that, yeah. Now, Mount Krebus. I was a little surprised Krebus didn't play more in the second half. I actually think Cody James Martin made a good point that it felt like Krebus was okay in that uh, first half, uh, but there was no Krebus. And if Krebus isn't any kind of a factor coming off the bench uh, going forward, that definitely limits Arizona in a way that I don't think that we saw it being limited before this happened, Jason Shear. I just think Krebus hasn't shown he's ready for the big game yet. Like mm-hmm. against, and, and I think he'll be fine in the Pac 12 because there are no big games. Right. That was. <laughs> Pretty much, like there's no like great bigs in the Pac-12 or super athlete. It's just not not there. Um, but for some reason, he struggled in the big games. And well, no, it's not for some reason. He's young. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's still a freshman, and I think he'll be fine at the end of the season. And I think these struggles will be good for him. But you know, I didn't expect him to come in and dominate. You did. You expected him to be better than Umar, but uh, he's still good. I, Umar I, was going to eat Zach Eady alive. He did. He killed Zach Eady. Uh, Zach, he had his worst game of the year. He, I, I, voted I, Umar, I voted Umar player of the week too. Did you vote Umar player of the week? Did you yeah. really? Mike, you had 23 rebounds in a game. I, I know, but it was also one of those ones where you watched <laughs> it. It didn't. I, I gotta say, I, I know it's funny and I probably shouldn't have the options this week were really bad though. To be fair. What are the me. other options? KJ Lewis? Uh, KJ Lewis, I voted for freshman of the week. 
He won't Who's, win it either. Who were the other options? Shellstad is probably going to win a freshman of the week. I love Shellstad. Yeah, Shellstad's uh, very, very good. And also, like, the other teams was like, yeah, K.J. Simpson had 23 points, right? Whereas against Utah Tech. Did Let me ask you this. Is Umar still in poor shape? Umar looks like he's still carrying them as some extra weight no, here. I really don't think so, especially up close. I don't see it. You don't see I thought it? he looked considerably bigger when we ripped him for a shape. Guys, at the end of the day, he's what? 6'11", 270 pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a big, he's a large dude. He's a large dude, fair enough. Dude, no matter what. Like, he's not, he shouldn't be playing 30 minutes. That's the big deal with Krivis. If we're going to talk about the big deal with Krivis, uh, that's it. The fact that he's not good enough right now to stop Umar from playing 30 minutes late. All right, now, I will say this. That Arizona going forward, I still think Arizona is going to be a number one seed. Arizona, again, fam. Arizona has two losses all season, one to Purdue, basically at Purdue, and the other one in double overtime to FAU. These are very, very good teams. They're not losing to Stanford or Washington State or Oregon State or any of these, you know, uh, bottom feeder basketball programs. These are these are really good teams that Arizona's lost to. I do not worry about it. And for everybody that's asking about Vasar, I say this respectfully. Henry, I would be stunned if Henry is going to be any kind of a factor this season. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way first. Uh, I was told by someone close to the team, basically, they said, why does everyone ask about Henry? (laughs) Whenever I get someone, you know, and that happens with football too. It's like, why does everyone ask about this dude? Where is Henry playing? You know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, Dylan right now might calm down. Dylan is a better basketball player than Henry. And yeah, I know they're, they're different positions, but they don't have to be in college, different positions. And, Henry is just not like you're going to put in Henry, but you're going to take minutes away from, from Krebus's development. Yeah. And we haven't, seen, we haven't seen anything from Henry to suggest that he's ready to play in big games. If your ultimate thing is let's play him for three minutes a game to get Umar some rest. Sure. But if we're doing that, I'd rather just play key shot at the five and go small as opposed to playing a guy who's really not capable of playing. And to go back to your point, about the one seeds. Houston is probably one seed right now. They won't be at the end of Big 12 play. They're going to lose right. multiple Big 12 games. Um, you know, it's I, I would be surprised, barring something dramatic, I think Arizona is a one seed because I think it's only going to lose two games in conference. Yeah, I think that's going to be the way as well. So, Arizona, we will not worry about it. Um, by the way, uh, let's see here. More meaningful minutes. That's a good question. But first... BetMGM Sportsbook app, my friends. The BetMGM Sportsbook app. Sheer and I told you before the season, take the over of five wins for the Arizona Wildcat football team. You could be... You could be lounging in luxury right now if you would bet your life on this. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for details. Again, all kinds of good stuff. Sign up and uh, deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. It's If it sounds too good to be true it's not too good to be true check it out um and game time sheer let's say that you're like last second you're like oh crap jason shears out in san antonio i want to go to the alamo bowl and hang out with sheer game time duh and i shouldn't have to tell you this but we're here because we're here to help out other people game time check it out 
Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Again, um, oh, Philly B. This this is a great question. More meaningful minutes for the uh for their career. Philly B, Vesar or Conrad? It's gonna be between Philly B and Vase or Philly B and Conrad. Mike knows the answer. He's starting to change his mind because Philly B hasn't played this year. It's Conrad, dude. Conrad's gonna play. Dude, Phil, are we sure that there's no way that Philly B doesn't play next year? Conrad is going to play. Mm. All right, you I'm not, I'm holding you know I'm, I'm holding out. I'm holding you know out. It. I'm you holding out. I'm holding out. Conrad's good. Conrad, he is. Yeah, he is. And uh, all right, now let's get to a little bit of Arizona football because I don't know if you guys know or not, but Arizona football is in a big bowl game on Wednesday. First of all, with JDL, JDL has moved on or will be moving on. Um, he's announced uh, that he will be transferring. Um, first question: With JDL, once JDL finds his new school, <laughs> does Jed Fish still announce that he is a co-starter at the U of A? I love how that depth chart hasn't changed. You know, JDL still listed as a starter for the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. awesome. Well, has he ever yeah, removed cool from Oklahoma. the starting? Huh? Is he ever removed from the starting? No. Or will the- yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, here's where I stand on JDL. JDL, it's very important. Uh, it, it is very important to note that um, last year, that was a big year for Arizona. That was the first year that Arizona didn't suck in five or six years. And you got to give a big uh, tip of the cap to a JDL. Um, I think on the field, JDL has some limitations that I think are going to hold, uh, would hold Arizona back. Um, I think this is best for both parties to move on. I applaud what JDL did on the field. Jason Shear, what say you? Yeah, we're only going on the field. You know, I, I think we need to appreciate what he did. He came to a one and 11 team. Uh, he helped turn around the program, got the five wins, you know, and not a lot of guys would have entered that situation like he did. And I, and I think it was, to me at least, it was a big deal. Les Fafita, our guy Les, yep, love uh, Les, tweeted that message out yesterday that basically said that they love Jaden, that he handled the thing the whole, the right, the whole way. He took Noah under his wing. He helped Noah a lot and all that stuff. And, you know, when you read that and you put together with the stuff that Jed said, you know, on the field, he he obviously helped Arizona and, and put Arizona in a better place than it was when he first came here. Yeah, and there, like I said, there's a lot to be said for that. Now, I also think that it would have been, I will say this, I was a little worried if he was going to come back because I was very scared that Jed would open up the competition again, as were you, Jason Shear. It wasn't just me that was a little concerned about that. Yeah, Mike and I were convinced that if he was here in the spring, he would uh, exit the spring as a starting quarterback. Yes, and just say, well, because you could say, well, both were Pac-12 freshmen of the years. They both did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, again, wish him well, um, but I think a parting of the ways is good for both schools. Sheer believes that he's going to end up at Hawaii. I think there's – I've changed it. I, I like the Fresno UNLV. I like the Fresno UNLV. All right, so are you going Fresno at this point then? Uh, Fresno is my leader in the clubhouse. Fresno, all right, I'll take that. All right, now, Alabama, or excuse me, Alabama, Arizona, Oklahoma. Um, I'm excited to see this game for a variety of reasons. First of all, you get to have an absolute star, or a five-star quarterback on the field for the first time for Oklahoma starting in this game. Oklahoma's got good wide receivers. I think it's going to be a good matchup for the Arizona defense. And I'm just curious to see where Arizona looks at a talent perspective. Yeah, I mean, look, I know that multiple Oklahoma players are in the portal or whatever, but at yeah, the end whatever. of the day, 
their back. Well, I mean, look, Dylan Gabriel's awesome. Don't get me wrong. His backup it was like a top 10 player in the country, the number one quarterback, <laughs> who's right. the future of the Oklahoma program. Um, I saw something yesterday. I looked it up just to put this game into perspective. Arizona fans, we are ecstatic. that It's the Alamo Bowl. Arizona's going for a 10-win season, which has happened how many times? You could count on one hand, right? Since 2000, Mike, Oklahoma has had 19 10-win seasons. I got one for times? How many times? Let me ask you this, Jason Shear. How many times do you think since 2000, Arizona has finished the season ranked? Twice. Once. Well, I counted this year. The Rich Rod. Oh, all year. right, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Before, all right. So, all right, the twice. Rich Rod, the Rich Rod Fiesta Bowl year. Yes, they were that really is good. an yeah. impressive streak of futility. Yeah. It's like if and if you go to Oklahoma and you're not ranked, you're fired. Like, that to me is the biggest storyline. Like, you have Oklahoma, who's as good as it gets historically in college football. Right. They are a blue blood, whatever you want to call them, versus Arizona program just trying to make its way up. Like, this is – one of those games, and and it's it's been it's fun to be around. All right, now uh, starting question well, from Wavy Davy. Um, is that or Way Davy? Uh, starting wide receivers next year. That's who I would like to see start. Um, I have a feeling that Montana will not uh, be able to t- be taken off the field. But those are the three guys, and I think I speak for Shear when I say those are the three people that Jason Shear would like to see start. Those are the three that I'd like to see start. I think they add one more. They're going to go portaling, and they're going to add another guy. If they can get an elite guy in the portal, they're going to go and do that. Um, right. Like if they go and add Matthews, and I know people are asking about Matthews. There's things going on there. But if they go on and add Matthews, you got to think that he challenges and and all that. All right, let me ask you this, uh, and we'll get back to the current on the, uh, on the field. Jacob Cowing, watching it last night, and I'm texting <laughs> you guys, and you guys are all smarter than me in here, so I need your help as well. What does Zay Flowers do better than Jacob Cowing? I merely ask that because I am curious. I think the one thing we all came to agreement was that he's shiftier than Cowing. Yeah, for sure. I'll give him that. I think that's it. I think he's he's more likely. I like I love Cowing. Obviously, Cowing doesn't make a lot of people miss. That's just not his game. Uh, I think Zay is more likely to to make it miss. So do we both think, though, that uh, Jacob Cowing could be a sneaky value pick uh, in the uh, uh, in this year's NFL draft somewhere? Maybe you get him in the fourth round and then before long you look and he's got 700 yards. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I like him. uh, Who's doing that this season in the NFL? There was a guy I was just looking at. Zay Flowers. No, there was another one. Another one? Yeah, Keep in know. mind, everybody, Jason Shear watches all the NFL games now. Jason Shear didn't used to watch any NFL games. He watches all of them now because of me. Good work, Shear. Who are the what rookie wide receivers? Uh oh my gosh, it's gonna bother me. Eh, all right. Well, either way. The other night, it's like, oh, he's got who's the dude? Uh this is an amazing oh, line. He was on the Chiefs. Oh, the Rashi, uh, Rashi Rice, Rice or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And what year, what, uh, I was going to say, what round was he picked in? I have no idea. All right. Well, either way, either, either way. Let me look it up. Kid out of SMU, I believe. I think he's from SMU, right? Yeah. He, he was drafted in the, uh, second round. All right. I don't know that I see Cowan going in the second round. But either way, you get what I'm saying. I think Cowan's going to be a steal for somebody. Um, 
But the problem is he's also legitimately 5'8". Not any taller than 5'8". He's legitimately 5'8". All right, now. Let's talk about Noah Fafita, ladies and gentlemen. Noah Fafita. Jason Shear has begrudgingly come around on Noah Fafita as well as the season has gone on. Um, this is really, joking aside, this is really going to be a, a possible coming out party for him. Again, not that he hasn't already, but all eyes on you on a, a national broadcast playing Oklahoma. If he goes out there and throws for 400 yards, Arizona wins four touchdowns or whatever. Um. You go into next year with a little bit of Heisman hype, Jason Shear. I was looking at uh, – I got excited last night because normally during the regular season you can't do this. Maybe it's a Texas thing. I don't know. But you can bet on on college players' uh, stats. Let me guess what his is. Over under, th- over under 305 passing yards. Look at you. Right on the dot. Amazing. What a lucky guess that was. Wow. A 400 chance. That's a lot. That's what Shelby and I were talking about. That's a lot of passing yards. That's a lot of passing yards, yeah. So Uh, it might be over? It's it's even. Over and under our even odds, that's a lot. I think it's like two touchdowns. Um, Three's a lot. Like, if this dude puts – let's just say you go over. If this dude puts up 300 yards and three passing touchdowns against Oklahoma and a win in the Alamo Bowl, I mean, it's it's full steam ahead. I got another one for you. I got another one for you. Talk to me. What do you got? Both guys got sizable offers from other schools and said no. Who, uh, Noah? Noah and T-Mac. Oh, I, I, be- I believe that. Well, yeah. T-Mac not- was offered by one school. I don't know the school, but I know for a fact that T-Mac was offered over a million dollars from another school and said no. Ooh, that is backing the A right there. The Dude, is there any better backing of the A than saying take your million dollars and buzz off? A million dollars. Wow, that is uh, I like that one a great deal. Was uh was uh but you don't know who? I don't know who. I can I'll try to find out. Yeah, you'll tell me. Nebraska. Oh, let's just say it was Nebraska. Yeah, he wants to play with Dylan Rayola, but uh, he just said, <laughs> you know, the Polynesian connection remains strong. Um but I you know, uh Joking aside with this, I think, like I said, this is a big opportunity for the U of A. It's also a big opportunity to see the offensive line. I think you're going to be able to see a lot of offensive line movement. Again, Jordan Morgan is out. So that's uh, this is an opportunity for all of our guys. Leif, got to give Leif a shout out. Borjan, although I would like to see Big Jonah move to left tackle. I'd like to see Polito at right tackle because I believe that's what you're going to see next year, Skier. Yeah, Borjan, I'm a little iffy on. You know, I, I that's I the one that I'm a little iffy on for the bowl game, but Brendan Carroll likes him, and, and Brendan Carroll usually has a, a better feel for his offensive line than I do. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a look at the future because of Jordan Morgan being out. We're going to get a kind of a taste of what this offensive line is going to look like next year. Yes, and all right, at running back, we'll talk about some guys that probably can make a little bit of an NFL roster. I'm excited to see Michael Wiley. I think you're going to get a little a heavy dose of Michael Wiley in this game just because um, Jet Fish clearly likes Michael Wiley a great deal, as he should. And he's healthy. He's good to go. Pass receiving back. I think you. it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you, if you saw a little bit more Wiley than Coleman in this game. Doesn't he deserve it? I, yeah, know that I know that winning is your number one goal and all that, but this guy put so much into this program. And he's good. And, him, and he's good. And for him to go out of the Alamo Bowl and get like seven carries, just it doesn't feel right. It wouldn't feel right to anyone. Um, look, if he's not running well or whatever and he's not effective, they're not going to keep going on. But this is a game where it's going to be him and Jonah Coleman. I, I think those are the backs that are going to get the, the most 
you know, carries the most touches, and you're going to see Wiley in the passing game quite a bit, and they deserve it. Like, guys, like, Wiley deserves it. Cowing deserves it. Um, throw some ball, more balls than usual Tanner McLaughlin's way. He deserves it. Things like that. Yes, I love that. Oh, how about a little love for Scotty Graham? We'll get more love, even more love for Scotty Graham. Scotty Graham is amazing. Scotty Graham is a leader of the back the A movement, retweets so much of the back the A, but dude, this dude's awesome. Nobody ever fumbles under him. It's, uh, talk about Jed knowing what he was looking for in his personnel. Scotty Graham is that guy. Scotty Graham's the coolest. Yeah, like, really, is. just, I mean, just a really cool, nice dude. His coach, his players absolutely love him. You spend 10 minutes with uh, with Scotty Graham and you want to spend more. I mean, he's just that type of dude. You know, what? if you spend 10 minutes at the Gila River Casino, you also want to spend more. We agree with this. We agree, correct? Yes. All right. And check it out. Here's the deal with the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details and all uh, an unprecedented level of entertainment excitement and you won't find anywhere else in the desert. They've set a very, very high bar. And Shady Rays, one last one. Shady Rays, look at Shear. Shear's in San Antonio and he's probably has the uh, river walk uh, shining right on him. Shear would look even more amazing with some Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two player, uh, pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rate of five stars by over 250,000 people. Um, I think Arizona is going to do very well in the Big 12. They're going to drop more games in basketball for sure, but I think Arizona is going to be able to compete for a championship starting next year, Skier. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm a little nervous about the fan base when Arizona basketball loses seven games, but... We'll get there. We'll get there yeah. when, when that time comes. Well, again, these are going to be tough games. We're not playing Oregon State. You know, it's, it's kind of pathetic when you think about it as well, that we're already looking at the Arizona basketball schedule and we're like, man, we're going to get a one seed because bare minimum, this team's only going to have four losses. That, you know, that's just uh, that's just the way it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, has anybody reached out to Cruz rushing in the portal? Cruz will be a walk-on at uh, Oregon. Um where else do we, what else do we want to talk about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Michael Wiley and defensively, I think this is going to be a fun matchup because again, Nick Anderson, my guy or Nick Anderson. Yeah. Nick Johnson. No, Nick Anderson. Um, right. that, yeah. That's going to be a good matchup. Six foot five wide receiver going against Ephesians prize sock. Then Takario Davis on the other side, Drake stoops. There's a lot of interesting matchups. So we're going to break down even more in depth tomorrow. When Shear comes on at noon, noon, everybody noon. Notice the time change. Go ahead. Skier. Yeah, I'm going to be, I don't know where I'm going to do it from in the Alamo Bowl, but I'm going to do it live from the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, we are, listen, here's the deal. We have boots on the ground. That is how impressive all of this is. Will you be able to find out by tomorrow what the, uh, who the school was for TMAC? Uh, yeah, I'll try. By the way, we need Arizona to be rated higher than Oregon preseason next year in football. That would be fantastic. We need Arizona to smoke Oklahoma and then Oregon to lose to Liberty and then um, Arizona could be preseason, possibly rated higher. Let's say. Yes. Sorry, I was I was texting my source. You were texting your source? Yeah, you will get this. This is very good. Million dollars, a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Good for team. Good uh, for team. Yeah. Well, for look, if you're back, though, you live in life. And remember during the recruiting, like, we we went through, like, how T-Mac's a different type of dude. Um they have money. Fafita's family has money. Like they're not right. rich or whatever, but they have money. It's not like a we're going to the highest bidder no matter what. He's with his best friend. 
They're loving life. And he's gone after <laughs> after a year anyway, right? Right. And, so, and you get yeah. to listen to and you get to listen to us talk about you in such glowing terms. I mean, it, it really makes itself for everything. All right. Uh Fafita as well, who was trying to lure him. Guys, we're gonna find all of that out. That is called a tease, though, my friends. All right, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you causing your problems? Uh in the streets of San Antonio. Right. <laughs> and, right. uh, and uh wildcatauthority.com wildcat scoop podcast with shelby and at jason sheer on twitter also no better time to become a phnx diehard go there you can get some of those shirts get the merch get the discord all kinds of cool stuff become a phnx diehard today all right a little bit of a shorter show but don't worry tomorrow at noon we will be back with you predictions everything we're going to try to make you guys money that is what we're here for but for the venerable Jason Shear, I am Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 